0: You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.
1: Housing for the Aged Action Group, Hague for short, a housing group for older people run by older people. Present Race Race the, the, the Roof. roof.
2: We advocate for secure, affordable and appropriate housing. So listen up on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR 855 on your AM dial.
1: Welcome to Raise the Roof. Housing for the Age Action Group's fortnightly program about older people and housing issues. I'm Fiona, and today we will be hearing an interview with Rebecca Walton, our LGBTI project worker, who was chatting to Shane about a recent report into LGBTI housing and homelessness issues, particularly for older people. So without further ado, we'll go straight into that interview, and then afterwards I'll give you some more HAG updates.
3: So I'm here with Rebecca Walton from HAG who's just about completed a report on LGBTI Elders Housing. Um, thanks for talking to us, Rebecca. Thanks Shane. Um, so the reports about LGBTI Elders Housing, um, most of our listeners probably know, but for anyone who doesn't, can you explain the acronym LGBTI?
0: So LGBTI stands for Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Transgender and Intersex.
3: Cool. and. Like, why did HAG decide to do this kind of research in the first place?
0: Why so we that... found... Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um. So we found that there is currently little to no research looking into the housing circumstances of LGBTI older people. The research that does exist within Australia is mostly youth-focused. Um, in fact, the Australian... Association of Gerontology did a scoping review of all the research worldwide and they found that there's only four publications within Australia and New Zealand that mentions um, LGBTI housing and older people. And most of those are from actual like small cohorts. So only like 50 or so numbers.
3: I mean, I understand there's been a bit of research or work around aged care in particular, but maybe not so much on, on independent living kind of housing options yeah so like how did you go about the research what What did you do
0: so we conducted a survey originally at the midsummer festival which is like an lgbti event which is held at the start of the year so we did that actually last year and um, from then we spoke face to face to people um asking them about their current housing circumstances their current employment, if they get superannuation, whether they live alone and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got like quite a lot of responses. I think it was about 70 on the day. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we started to notice trends. So We thought we'd go a bit more, do a more in-depth research. So we created a steering committee with other LGBTI organisations. So that included Val's LGBTI Ageing and Aged Care. Transgender Victoria, Switchboard, Thorn Harbour Health and the Australian Association of Gerontology. Um, so promoted the survey online and then we spoke to a few people either on the phone or face-to-face or people could complete the survey online. And in the end, we had 228 people respond. Wow. Wow.
3: Um- that seems like heaps and what kind of what have you found like what did you find out from the research
0: so from the research the main finding that we found which we felt was most significant was that 16% of LGBTI older people are currently at risk of homelessness and 41% have previously been at risk of homelessness um, um Sorry, yeah?
3: Yeah, those those numbers seem quite high. Like, do you have a sense of how they compare to the, the general population?
0: Um, compared to the general population, it's probably easy to compare things like rate of home ownership and things like that. Mm-hmm. So we had, say, people over 65 in our survey, only 54% are in their home
2: mm-hmm.
0: compared to 80, 84% of the general population. Yeah, right. Um, also things like um, LGBTI people are seven times more likely to live alone Mm. and yeah really high numbers were retiring without superannuation so almost 40% of those over 65 yeah Um, yeah.
3: Um, and what about so of the people that you spoke to like what sort of housing were they living in
0: So most people were living in private rental. Um, Although we said the statistic before about 16% being at risk of homelessness, we actually think this is a lot higher. So for instance, those in private rental, only a third of those, over a third of those couldn't afford their rent. And many were living in unsuitable housing circumstances. For instance, one person I spoke to was living in a property that didn't have uh, electricity or running water. Oh um, yeah.
3: Was it a tent? It
0: was a caravan, actually. No. um But yeah, they they didn't feel like they were at risk of homelessness, despite this.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, it's interesting um, what people think of as being at risk. Like you're you're saying that 16% self-identified as being at risk of homelessness, but almost twice as many reported that they couldn't afford their rent. I guess it's pretty striking that people just accept being unable to pay your rent as like a normal kind of housing in this country or this state.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like another person I spoke to, they're currently couch surfing and they said they weren't at risk of homelessness because they weren't on the streets. So it's definitely like the perception of homelessness only counts if you're on the streets, yeah. which is definitely not the case.
3: Yeah. So, um, sorry, go on.
0: Yes. No, sorry, go on.
3: Um, did the research look at the reasons that this happens, like why are LGBTI people disproportionately, you know, unlikely to own their own homes or to be living alone and things like that?
0: We didn't look exactly at the reasons behind, but from like existing research and also comments that were like provided by participants, I can assume it's for things like obviously the homo homophobic biphobic transphobic discrimination by landlords and agents and others in the real estate market Mm -hmm. for instance one trans person i spoke to they transitioned later in life and they didn't have a rental history because of their name change so they weren't able to access Mm -hmm. private rental so because of that they ended up having to live in a share house um there's also things like family rejection that contributes to having less support from families of origin and time of needs. And obviously things like friends and that don't have the same sort of um, legislative protection.
3: Yeah. I mean, it, w- when I think about what the reasons might be, I think that historically it's been harder for LGBTI people to form or, or kind of structure families in the ways that are, that are recognized socially, you know, Uh, not able to get married, um, in many cases, much more difficult to to have children. And our society very much relies on marriage and children as ways to kind of reproduce and and transfer wealth and to organise people's housing.
0: Yeah, definitely. It definitely was like flagged a lot of people being like they don't have children to rely on or, you know, things like that. There's also a lot of uh, people I spoke to, who had friends or with HIV who were given the diagnosis, they sold their houses, they quit their jobs and they went traveling thinking that they were gonna die. And obviously then because like the prognosis ended up being not as bad because of developments in medicine they continued to live and now don't have a house or a employment or anything and I've just been living on you new know, um disability support pension for X amount of years.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: The, um, so, I mean, it's interesting to think about. I think often, uh, I mean, at least in my head, when I think about LGBTI homelessness, I think in particular of younger people who've been thrown out of the family home and of that as being a major driver for, for homelessness or you know, aren't able to live in the family home. But I think what's interesting, like beyond the specific needs of older people, what your research is really showing is like these broader structural issues that affect LGBTI's people's access to housing. Um, you know, not not just an issue about whether their families are, are kind of good or bad or, or helpful or unhelpful. Um, I think that's really valuable. The what are the, the next steps then? So you, you've almost finished this report. It'll be up on the HAG website soon, is that right?
0: Yeah. So we finished. The sort of draft word version of the report. So, we're just going to tidy that all up, and that should be on their HAG website by the end of this month. Mm-hmm. Um, so, kind of the steps from here is where there's currently an inquiry into the Victorian and federal homelessness. So, we're submitting with the other members of the steering committee, we're submitting two reports into both the Victorian and federal inquiry. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also Roe Allen, who's the commissioner of Gender and Equality in Victoria, is doing uh, holding consultations at the moment for the LGBTI government strategy. So again, we'll also be providing feedback into that.
3: That's great. Um, if any listeners are older LGBTI people yourselves, um, we'd love to get your, you know, further input, whether you participated in these surveys and research or not. Um, You can join HAG online and then you find out more about how you can get involved and provide feedback um, about what we should be telling the government in these various consultations and things like that. Um, And Fiona will give out our contact information at the end of the show if you want to get a pen and paper ready. Um, Thanks so much, Rebecca. Is there anything else that you wanted to to tell our listeners uh, before you go?
0: Um, No, just look out for the report because it'll explain a, a lot more
3: yeah absolutely um thanks so much
0: cheers thank you you're listening to 3cr community radio 855 am visit the 3cr website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live
3: Throughout the month of June, we'll be asking you, the listener, to support radical community-owned media during our June Station Appeal.
1: We'll be taking donations
0: online to help keep the station going for another year. Like so many community organisations, we're feeling the impact of COVID-19 restrictions,
1: and we know you are too.
3: But independent community media is more important than ever, and we hope you can show your support with a donation.
1: The 3CR Station Appeal starts on Monday the 1st of June. To donate,
3: go to 3cr.org.au. 3CR, here to stay.
1: Welcome back to Raise the Roof on 3CR. You're listening to The Hag's show and you just heard a station announcement about the 3CR Um, station appeal. So as you probably know, 3CR is raising money because ordinarily they'd be having a radiothon about this time, but they can't at the moment due to the COVID pandemic. Um, But as you also probably know, the pandemic has really highlighted many of the injustices and inequalities that exist under our society. And now more than ever before, it's really, really important to have Um, voices such as those of older people and people who don't ordinarily get into the mainstream media. And 3CR is such a great place for those um, voices to be heard. So we're hoping that we'll be able to weather these hard times and that 3CR will be able to continue its radical, independent and community-owned radio, But we need your help. So if you're able to contribute in whatever way you can to the June Station Appeal, um, any smallest amount doesn't matter, um, whatever you can afford, perhaps you've saved some money by not going to the movies or not going to the pub. Um, And if you have got a few bucks that you can spare, you can donate online at 3cr.org.au slash donate or you can always pick up the phone and give them a call on h3 double seven So yeah, 3CR station appeal on now. So I wanted to give you a little bit of an update of some of the things that's been going on um, at HAG. Um, as you know we've been working from home for a few months now but that doesn't mean that we haven't stopped our services and in fact we've been housing just as many people as we ordinarily would without the pandemic as well into long-term affordable housing and usually for people who are coming out of unaffordable private rental um, we know that lots of older people who are on the aged and disability pension have been ineligible for some of the government schemes that have helped people who have been living in private rental um, and that means that they are no—they're not getting any of the benefits that some of the um, people who have lost income um, as a result of COVID are getting, which is a real shame. Um, we also know that older renters have been struggling to negotiate rent reductions Um, and partly this is because most of the communications um, and the assistance for older people, or for people generally, to get the state government's dispute resolution services um, rely on people with good online access, and we know that many older people, unfortunately, um, there is a real digital divide in this country, so it is really hard for people that don't have the internet to be able to get some of those um, forms and some of the access to information. The other big impact that we know is happening at the moment is um, retirement village residents who have lost income, um, unable to get those schemes, and there's no protection for them against evictions. Of course, the biggest issue for people who are accessing our homelessness service, our um, Home at Last, is the hidden homeless, lots of older women in particular who have been using... um, uh, couch surfing or house sitting to be able to find a place to stay um, and not able to get that accommodation. And we've heard a couple of real um, terrible stories which will be in our newsletter that are coming up. So yeah, COVID's having a big impact, but that doesn't mean that our service has um, stopped or has not been able to help people. We still are helping lots and lots of people who are living in really poor quality rental, um, really unaffordable rental, to be able to get into public and community housing. So Rebecca mentioned in that interview that you heard earlier with Shane, that there's an opportunity for people um, to get involved in our LGBTI work. Um, And so we would love to hear from any older person who is um, LGBTI and why older, we actually mean people who are over 45. Um, that's because we're taking an early intervention approach. And so we know that a lot of people are living in alternative types of housing, living with um, in share housing, maybe renting off exes, renting off, um, off friends, rather than um, in, you know, home... We know there's really low rates of home ownership um, and that maybe people...
0: You're listening to 3CR Community Radio.
2: 855 AM. COVID-19. No radiophone. You thought you were left off the hook. Sorry. We need money to survive, and you need a legal, legitimate tax deduction before the end of the year. So. We're having a June Solidarity Station appeal so we can remain independent, community-owned, and believe it or not, radical during COVID-19. This is a great way to do what the rich and powerful do, support the charities that you like, like 3CR, and get a legal, legitimate tax deduction. If they can do it, you can do it. You can do it in a number of ways. You can go to the website, 3 cr Follow the prompts. And for the dinosaurs out there like me, me, you can always send a cheque made out to 3CR to Post Office Box 1277. That's Post Office Box 1277, Collingwood 3066. And before you know it, you'll get your legal, legitimate tax deduction. And remember all that COVID 19 extra money you've got for JobSeeker? Wow. Now that you live in the lap of luxury, maybe you'd like to put some into 3CR's pocket and you can feel really good about keeping 3CR on air. And also, put down your favourite programme when you donate. a lot of statistics on what services rough sleepers use how
1: often they use them they know how many times they've been in and out of each and every service but nothing about what their feelings were how it felt what their tips were, what were their suggestions, how did they survive? I think what that shows is that
2: whatever people may think, the stereotype, especially in the right-wing media, about who homeless people are and what their character is, we can vouch that people who have had a lived experience of sleeping rough care about themselves and others and the community.
1: You know, we found that 50% of the people we surveyed didn't have a public housing application.
2: Some of them had slept rough for over 10 years. So this is really—it fills a real gap, and I think it's really important that
1: you know everyone be given access to information. 3CR, your station in struggle
3: and solidarity. Jump online and give what you can. Go to
2: 3CR.org.au.
1: Welcome back to Raise the Roof on 3CR 885 on the AM dial. You're listening to HAG's Housing for the Age Action Group's fortnightly show about housing and homelessness. So if you're listening on Wednesday night, um, you may be aware that there's a show on SBS being aired at 8.30 tonight, the second um, episode of a three-part show called Filthy Rich and Homeless. Um, there's a bit of controversy about this show about whether or not it is a good um, a good way to demonstrate some of the issues around housing and homelessness. Um, we've been hoping that people who do watch it um, will take some action to call on the federal government and the state government to actually deal with this issue. Um, We're hoping that this show raises awareness of some of the ways that poverty can trap people into a cycle of homelessness um, and that we need to create a housing system that everybody um, can afford so everyone can have a home and that we need everyone to stand together and call for change so that our governments do take action on this issue. So whatever your thoughts about the program, I haven't actually seen it. There's been a bit of um, debate going on on our Facebook page about the, the whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. But regardless of your thoughts about the show, we do think it's a good opportunity to raise awareness about the issue. Um, if you are catching it on SBS tonight at 8.30, or else you can also catch it on SBS On Demand and have a look and let us know what you think about it. But in the meantime, the everybody home, everybody's home campaign has created a petition um, to try and get government to actually um, deal with this issue of homelessness and entrenched poverty. Um, and really, you know, a lot of the people that come to our service has have never experienced homelessness before. The the first. Their first experience of it is when all of a sudden they find that um, they're unable to pay the rent because they've lost their job at the age of 58 years old and they have no superannuation um, and no buffer there. So it really is important that everyone does have a safe and secure home. If you're interested in jumping online and um, filling out that petition, you can find it on the Everybody's Home website, which is one word, everybodyshome.com.au, and then filthy, rich, homeless. Um, And that gives you an opportunity to send an email to our decision makers and try and get them to actually do something about this issue. So please, please um, take the time to do that. It's really important. Um, You may have also heard recently that um, the federal government has announced a housing stimulus package. Unfortunately, this is not the sort of housing stimulus package that we were hoping for. Obviously, we saw um, COVID-19 as an opportunity for government investment in building more public housing on public land instead of selling off that public land, and that this was the most appropriate use of government taxpayer dollars. Unfortunately, the federal government's home builder scheme um, is going to be giving $25,000 to people who already own their home and already have enough money to buy a home and it, we don't think it's gonna be delivering any of the stimulus um, that they're hoping for through construction jobs. Um, and even, even um, mainstream media outlets are saying that it's really not a program to create jobs. It's a way of making people who are reasonably well off a lot richer. Um, and it doesn't address homelessness or people in precarious private rental or any of the other problems that are caused by our current housing in Australia. So basically if you have $750,000 to spend on a renovation, the government will give you twenty five thousand dollars more, which is just really unbelievable when you think about it, um, that this is how they're going to be spending their millions of our taxpayer dollars to be making rich people a little bit richer. I mean, I don't know about you, but if I had $750,000 to spend on a renovation, um, I certainly wouldn't be needing 25,000 more from the government, so pretty outrageous and really, really disappointing. So again, if you have the opportunity, jump online, um, fill out that everybody's home petition, give us a call, jump on our Facebook page as well, where um, we are on Facebook and we're also on Twitter, so follow us and see what you reckon. Feel free to debate us on these issues too if you have an opinion. Um, So that's all we have time for now. Um, I'll probably go out with a song. I don't know which one yet, Um, but yeah, hopefully I'll let you know and we'll announce that song in a minute and look forward to um, hearing from you soon on one of the many ways you can get in touch. Okay, bye for now.